still praise you If you give me a miracle Yes, I'll praise you But without a miracle I will still praise you Another beautiful day in God's presence. Good morning and welcome to church. I am Sophie and I will be giving a brief recap of last week's sermon. The Bible says, The Lord fulfills the desires of your hearts. This means everyone has a desire, something they want to have or hold or see manifest in their lives. It has not happened, but we want it. So how do we manifest it so that we can enjoy it? Remember that the Bible also says, when a desire is fulfilled, it is like the tree of life. So the first thing in knowing how to manifest our future is to know that God desires for us to prosper, which means all our desires are valid. Number two is, God wants us to watch our imaginations because you know, imaginations are like the propellers of our thoughts, our actions, and our words. And the last step is what says, calling those things which be not as though they were and pastor davis used the example of father abraham to teach this you know father abraham had no child and god told him i'm going to give you an heir but abraham and sarah his wife were already very old so this made it so hard for him to believe then god told abraham come outside look towards heaven count the stars if you are able to number them because so shall your seed be do you see how God was speaking the future he wanted? I was called in the future he wanted for Abraham. But the thing is, God needed his cooperation. The same way God needs you and me to cooperate with him before he can move in our lives. So when Abraham started aligning his imagination and his thoughts and his words with his pronouncements from God of him being a father of many nations, this future became a realization. God painted the picture in his heart and Abraham believed this possibility. So the thing is, God also wants you to start calling for the things that you want as if they already existed. So today, God is going to be teaching us how to pray the solution and not the problems. So get your notes and let's jump right into the message. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for your mercies, your grace, your goodness, your kindness. Thank you for the wonderful people that have come this morning to hear instructions from the Holy God. Thank you, Almighty God, for your precious people who have come to hear instructions from you and directions from you and wisdom from you on how to manifest their future. Father, I thank you that this day will be a great day. This wonderful day will be a day of enjoyment, a day of fun, a day of the manifestation of the grace of God. That lives will be transformed, that lives will be touched, that your name will be glorified in the name of Jesus. That no longer will the enemy cheat us, no longer will the enemy cheat, cheat us out of what is rightfully ours. That we will live here, O oh God, knowing what and how we can lay hold on what you have already done for us. Father, thank you that we are the salt of the earth. Lord, therefore, as salt, we will season everywhere that we go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Our hearts are prepared. Our minds ready. We are attentive. We pay attention. And we will receive the engrafted word of God that will change our lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father. May your name be glorified this morning. In Jesus' name, we pray amen 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 thank you very much for coming to church i am so delighted to have you here it's going to be an awesome time in the presence of the lord before i start i want to talk about quickly that on the 26th of september we will be hosting the the lighthouse love sales leadership meeting in that meeting we're going to be teaching those who have volunteered to run the love sales either in their homes or online using the um, the material that we are creating
creating or we have created the the glory and honor devotional which i released earlier in the year will be used to teach people at the home level about the identity of the believer in christ i'm so excited about this something that's been on my heart for many years and we've i had a meeting uh i think it was last monday with a group of people that are interested in uh in their hearts to use the material to run home sales in their own their own house so i'm going to be meeting with them 6 30 on the 26th of uh, september in the evening uk time so if you're still thinking about being part of the love cells look reach out to us um send an email to light at the lighthouse.org or um if you're in the whatsapp group if you are listening to this you're part of the love, love whatsapp group reach out to me you know the team will set you up we have i have a one hour meeting that i did with the people with, uh, with the family guys that i met together at time we send that to you for you to get an awareness about what it's all about you can ask us questions we have set up a whatsapp group as well uh specifically for those who are running love cells we'll add it to the love cell groups um we are building our mobile app uh, and the mobile app is where you can Add your groups on the mobile app. Add people to do to to do to your group of mobile apps. So the guy, this will be ready by the beginning of October when the love set itself will start. But the training has to happen first. So we're training you how to run small groups, how to run love cells, small groups, how to be a leader. You know. So if you think it's something that you still want to do, you see the banner on the, on the screen, um, and then please reach out to us. All right. So praise God. Now um, this month, I believe that you all know that god has told us this is our year of being lifted this is our month of being lifted to be lifted up which means we rise we rise above the limitations of life and i think i've been saying it over and over i rise above the limitations of life and that's what you should be saying as well when you face a challenge just keep saying i rise above the limitations of life yesterday in a prayer meeting in the morning you know we had an awesome time the lord showed us uh, an example of what it means to rise above the limitations of life in the life of noah noah in book of genesis chapter 7 when god flooded the earth god destroyed the earth that was then because of of sin and god delivered uh, noah and his children the bible said god shot noah in into the ark of the covenant and when the flood came into uh, onto the earth and the flood the the, the the heavens opened and the rain began to fall and the place became flooded you know it was the same flood that killed the other people it was the same flood that lifted up noah and his children above the waters and as i began to ponder on that the lord began to show me that even though you might be hearing noise uh, noise of uh, noise of recession things are not going to work blah 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 or you might be hearing noise of kidnapping here and there or negative things happening in the world you will rise above that you rise above the floods of life you rise above the limitations of life you rise above anything that is out there engineered by the enemy to overwhelm us so just take heart to that so this teaching i'm teaching this month i'm teaching this month is quite important on how you can lay hold of what christ has already done for us in manifesting your future there i could summarize in manifesting your future to four principal things number one believe that god is your source that god wants you to prosper believe that be um resolute in that understanding that god wants you to prosper god desires for you to prosper any thinking any thought process that makes you to think that it is holy and righteous and the will of god for you to suffer or to you to live a life that is not prosperous is from the enemy so reject that thought so that's step number one believe that god wants you to prosper step number two change the image of your future that you are holding in your heart so if you have sickness in your body do not entertain the picture of death don't allow it to come don't see a burial ground don't see somebody walk, being placed in a coffin don't see yourself missing from your children's um uh, uh wedding or whatever you know don't see that all right be careful the image you hold in your heart right that's number two step number three is say what god says say what god says change the vocabulary coming from your mouth that's step number three and step number four is act like god would act in every situation which means don't sit on your backside i say oh i've imagined good things i've spoken the word of god but now i'm just gonna sit act like god will act in that situation really these are the four steps in manifesting your future 
believe God is the source of your prosperity change the image you are holding in your heart say what God says change the words the vocabulary from your mouth number four act like God will act okay so over the past two weeks I've spoken about God is our source last week I spoke about the imagination of the heart how God changed the imagination of the heart of Abraham using Abraham as an example Genesis chapter 15 verse 6 the Bible says that Abraham believed in the Lord and it was accounted to him for righteousness which means when God brought Abraham out into the into the into the uh, into the into the out, uh, brought him out of the tent and asked him to look into the sky and began to count the stars uh, as Abraham began to, to count the stars the stars were painting pictures of the children that he was going to have in his in his mind and as soon as his mind conceived and grabbed and embraced the images he was seeing the Bible said he believed God and when he, once he believed God God says now you are now you have it and that's very important because Mark eleven twenty four says whatever you desire when you pray believe you have received it and then you are going to have it which means if I'm praying like this oh father thank you for the great things that are coming upon my life when I'm praying like that I must see the picture of that great things that I am believing God for when I see that picture and that picture holds so holds my heart with so much confidence then I have believed when I have believed the Bible says I will have that which I have, I have prayed so essentially the Bible says when you pray believe you have received what you have prayed about then in the future you are gonna get it when you pray believe you have received what you pray for what you prayed for then you are gonna have it essentially it is when you pray that you should believe you have the assurance that you have received past tests what you pray for then in the future it will, you are going to have it going to manifest essentially god says you must receive answers to your prayer first in the place of prayer in the intangible form you must receive solution to your prayers answers to your prayers what you are believing god for in tangible form in your heart all right before it becomes tangible in the external essentially answers to prayers must first be internalized in your heart in your heart you know as a tangible reality before it becomes a tangible reality on the outside and this approach of god is what i want to share with you today i want to share with you how to manifest your prayer your, your future by praying the solution and not a problem by praying the solution not a problem at times when people pray you know, uh, we at times we a lot of times we pray uh, the problem. We don't pray the solution. For example, if somebody says to you, "Oh, you will not die young," now they have got a good, uh, they got a good heart. They got a good heart. You will not die young. You will not die young. But when you look at that prayer, it's like those of my people in Africa. <laughs> you know, when they pray at times, you will not die young. Oh, you not die young. They are praying for you they don't want you to die young that's the desire of their heart but that prayer is not praying the desire of their heart it's actually it's actually focusing on death instead of saying you know you know die young oh god god will keep you you know die young oh. just say with long life will god satisfy you now you are praying the solution you see the difference the the heart of the person praying for you is right the person, the person loves you. The person wants you to live long. But the person focuses on fear instead of faith. The person focuses on what could go wrong and is praying against what could go wrong. Instead of focusing what is right, what could go right, and focusing your prayer on what could be right. So instead of saying, oh, you not fail your exams. Say, you are coming tops in all your exams. See, the, the, when you say such words, because words create pictures, it will automatically paint pictures in your heart of what? Of the fact that you're coming, coming on top. But if you say, oh, I pray for you, you will not die young, you will not die young, you will not die young, not get into accident. What pictures do you think you are seeing? What pictures do you think? When somebody's praying like that, they are either seeing pictures of accident, maybe somebody, somebody jump on a plane and the plane, you know, uh, blew up, you know, or somebody's driving or they had an accident. When somebody's saying that you don't have an accident, their, their mind, the image created in their mind is focusing on the accident. When somebody prays for you that you don't die young, the image on their heart is focusing on death. Pray for the solution. Say, 
God grant you journey mercies. You know, you are protected and preserved in all your all your ways. You will get to your destination with no itch. With long life, God satisfy you. Pray the solutions. So today I want to show you how you can pray the solutions. And this is very important because I'm going to be using the life of Jesus. I'm going to be using the life of Jesus. One of the greatest miracles that Christ performed was the raising of the of Lazarus, the death of Lazarus when he raised Lazarus from the dead. Dead. I'm going to use that example to teach us how you can pray the solution. There are some things that God showed me in Book of John, chapter 11, I believe, uh, about Jesus that will be a benefit to you. So uh, I'm going to be I'm going to try and finish this today. But I will also show you maybe next week. I'm going to be talking about the power of your confession, why confession works, and I'm also going to tell you how in the, in the ministry of Jesus he followed this principle and what, why he wanted us to follow the principle. And everything I'm talking about here today is uh, it's an approach that is based on walking by faith. It's not about you know try you try to figure it out by yourself and say am i standing right am i not standing right if you are in christ you are righteous and holy and blameless in the eyes of god so how do you pray your solution instead of your problem let's talk first of all talk about prayer shall we prayer is a crucial spiritual experience it's a crucial spiritual exercise it is why because god gives us prayer as a means to change situations in our lives on the earth and to cultivate the atmosphere of heaven on the earth. Prayer is a privilege of those of us that have been created actually in the image of God. What did the Bible call in the book of First Peter chapter 2? The Bible says we are royal priesthood, which means we are of royal blood, we are royalty. Why? Because God is the king of the universe. We are royalty. But beyond that, we are priests. And priests do what? Priests do what? Priests will intercede for others. So Prayer essentially is our identity. Part of being a Christian, it means prayer is part of the identity that God has given you. God expects you to pray. A Christian must pray. Prayer is communion with God, holding courts with God. Think about it this way. If you go to the presence of the king, you know, and you are holding court with the king, it means he's giving you audience. It means everything that you want because the king has all the power in the land. The king is able to give that to you. Now, there is a king who tops all kings there's a king who is the one who rules the entire universe his name is jehovah jireh his name is our god the father and this god is our father it's not you're not an outsider you're not a servant all right so when you come to hold court with him in the place of prayer i want you to see yourself coming into the place of the highest power in the universe with all the resources of the entire universe at your disposal therefore you can lay claim to what you want you shouldn't come to the presence of God feeling uh, inadequate, feeling that you are not good enough, feeling that you no know, God is just tolerating you. That mindset is a mindset that has been uh, pushed down the minds of believers through the ages, through wrong teaching. I want you to know you're a child of God. You belong in a house. You don't need to beg God. God actually has created a place for you. Let me show you a, di a deep contrast between the old covenant and the new covenant. You see, under the old covenant, they don't have the boldness. You don't have the confidence that we have now under the new covenant. Why? Because it's not everybody that has a right to show up before God. If you remember the story when God went to give the law to Moses, what, what happened? God told Moses that Moses should um, tell the people not to come near the mountain on which he was. Because when they come near the mountain, they're going to be struck dead. Why? Under the old covenant, that's the approach. Under the new covenant though, right under the new covenant you are not a servant you are a child of god now if you remember i shared i think it was the last message or message before last i spoke about the fact that god called the leaders of israel to come to the mountain top actually god is it wasn't god's intention to cause fear to come into their hearts with all the lightning and the thundering that happened on the mountain when he was given the law it was because they couldn't receive it so when god showed up on the mountain right he said they should come and have dinner with him they, they were meant to have meal with the lord they were to have a form of communion with the lord all right but when they saw the thundering they saw the things that were happening there they became afraid they said no you go talk to god and leave us alone essentially basically said look we don't we, we don't feel qualified to hang out with god and why did they say that because they have lived 430 years on that slavery you know when somebody lives on that slavery 
they have a slavery mindset they the way they think they think like slaves they think like servants and it's unfortunate though that a lot of believers do think like servants instead of children of god you don't have to be afraid of god you don't have to be afraid of coming to his presence you don't have to feel inadequate i don't care what you have done with your life if you have ever given your life to jesus you are a child of god and you are always welcome in the presence of god now let's look at the old covenant viewpoint and i'll contrast that with the new covenant and then we'll deep dive from there in zechariah chapter 3 verse 7 the bible says thus says the lord of hosts if you walk in my ways and keep my charge then also you shall rule my house and i'll charge over my courts and i will give you access to my presence and place and places to walk among those who stand here if you look here it seems like there's a condition if you walk in my ways if you keep my charge then i will do this i'll give you charge over my house over my court and then i'll give you access and it's saying if you do this then i will do that but let me show you what happens under the new covenant Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 says even when we're dead by our own shortcomings and trespasses even when we were in sin god made us alive together in fellowship and union with christ he gave us the very life of christ himself god gave us the very life of christ himself let that sink in god gave you the very life of christ himself the same new life with which he quickened him for it is by grace his favor and mercy which you did not deserve that you are saved you are delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Bible says we have been delivered from any judgment that will come, either today, tomorrow, or in a five years' time. Somebody will come to you and say, Oh, because God is judging the world because of coronavirus, therefore you have to partake of it. No, number one, God is not judging the world by coronavirus. That's number one. Number two, is that you can you are not you are it is it, it is forbidden for you to partake of the destruction of the earth. Why? Because Christ God has given you salvation. But look, God did not stop there. Bible says, and he raised us up together with him and made us to sit down together giving us joint sitting with christ in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in christ jesus so essentially the bible is saying because we're in christ jesus that's all is required because we're in christ jesus god did what god raised us up together made us to sit together we are not just here now getting access to god no we are in him is in us we are seated at the right hand of god we are seated at the right hand of god this sentence this sentence here did not mention anything but if you do this then i will do that it's a gift that has been given to you hope that makes sense now so that will help you in your prayer life to know you are not meant to feel dirty or rotten when you're coming to the presence of your own father to come and pray no god sees you in christ and he has given you a joint sitting with christ at his own right hand so in the new covenant i want you to stay say this you know in the covenant let this resonate in your heart in the new covenant we always we are always in god's presence we are always in god's presence sitting together with jesus at the right hand of god because of the obedience of jesus and his finished work it's not based on our obedience it's about the obedience of jesus because he obeyed god and finished the work we have been given the partake we have been made partakers of the salvation that christ purchased for us so if prayer is this powerful if prayer gives us access to the most potent force on the earth how can we make use of this prayer to our advantage how can we hold courts in god's presence and make demands on what we want how can we manifest our future based on prayer first before i go there i want to show you a couple of things that will debunk in your mind the idea that god doesn't want to answer prayer number one proverbs about 15 verse 29 says the lord is far from the wicked but he hears the prayers of the righteous who is the righteous you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus if you have ever given your life to jesus the bible declares that you are the very righteousness of god in christ jesus so the bible says god hears the prayers of the righteous psalm 145 verse 18 the lord is near to all who call on him the lord is near to all who call on him to all who call out to him in truth so which truth Christ is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. So if you call out to God in Christ, the Lord is near to all who call on him. Praise God. Psalm 145 verse 19. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. God fulfills the desire. What do you have in your heart that you want God to do? The Bible says God desire, fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. Praise God. He hears their cries and he saves them. So essentially, he doesn't just hear and sit and say, I'm not going to do anything. The moment he hears a cry, he goes to action and he saves them. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 28. Then they will call on me, 
but I will not answer. But they will endlessly seek me, but will not find me. Okay, that is not for us. That is not for us. That will be for those who are wicked. But for you, for you, the Lord will answer your prayer. Those who are wicked, they will call on him. He will not answer them. They will endlessly seek him, but he will not, they will not find him. But for those of us who have given our lives to Jesus, you know, God is not looking at us as weak. We are not wicked people. We are children of God. God loves us the same way he loves Jesus. Praise God forevermore. So, how can we manifest our future? So, the first set of that conversation suggests to you that God is desirous and will answer your prayer. Now, you can say, oh, that's under the old covenant. Let me show you something now under the new covenant. In Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, look at what Jesus Christ says. He says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, making a symphony together, about whatever, 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 that's anything and everything, they may ask it will come to pass and be done for them for my father in heaven but be done for them by my father in heaven okay look at john chapter 16 verse 24. up to this time just as he's saying now up to this time you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that i am but now ask and keep on asking and you receive so that your joy and gladness may be full and complete so if i combine these two uh, scriptures Matthew 18 verse 19 in the Amplified Version, John chapter 16 verse 24 in the Amplified Version. What do I get? You see, the first one talks about the Father. If we agree, we're in harmony. We're in harmony. And we ask anything in that harmonious, whatever, God is going to do it. Okay. The second one says that when we ask anything in the name of Jesus, as presenting all that Jesus Christ is, and we stay there, God is going to answer and our joy will be full. So when you combine together, it seems to me you could say that if your prayer is in, is in harmony or in agreement with all that Jesus Christ is, with all that Jesus Christ has achieved for us, and you stay there, God will do it and your joy will be full. This revelation I just shared with you is perhaps the most important thing you need to know about prayer, which is this. You must ask in harmony with who God is in harmony with what god has done for you in jesus you must persist in this approach even if you don't see results immediately and god will answer and when the answers come your joy will be full your joy will be full so the key text you want to take away here is that when you come to the place of prayer pray in harmony with who god is and what he has done for us in jesus and let that be consistently the vocabulary that comes out of your mouth when you pray in this way, you will manifest your future. Now, let's look at an example in the life of Jesus, shall we? Okay, John chapter 11. So, John chapter 11 is a long scripture. So, I'm going to read bits and bobs of it and explain as we go along. Alright, I'm going to read it bits and bobs. I'll call out the verses for you so you can follow me. And I'll explain what I learned from it. Okay, and then we'll take it from there. Verses, I'm going to read now from verses 1 to 6. Right, the Bible says, Now a certain man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village where Mary and her sister Martha lived. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. So the sister sent word to him, saying, Lord, he, our brother and your friend whom you love, is sick. When Jesus Christ heard this, he said, This sickness will not end in death, but on the contrary, it is for the glory and honor of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Now, Jesus Christ loved and was concerned about Martha and her sister Lazarus and considered them their friends. So, even when he had that Lazarus was sick, he stayed in the same place two more days. So, what you see here, Jesus Christ heard this guy was sick, but he stayed two more days. But, but what happened? What happened in this text that jumped at me? Number one, number one, the, the, the key verse is these people are dear people loved by Jesus. You are a dear person loved by Jesus. You might be going to challenge this now. What is the heart of God here? Look at what he says. He says, this sickness will not end in death. That's it. This sickness will not end in death. That is the word of the Lord right there. What you are going through now will not end your life. You might be looking for work. You might be sickness in your body. You might be challenges. It will not end your life. That's the word of the, God, of the Lord. This sickness will not end in death. What is, it, what is going to happen to it? It will glorify God. Whatever you are going through right now will not end in death. It will bring glory to God. Now, does that mean God approves what you're going through? No. See, the Bible says, Jesus Christ was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. So, if Jesus Christ 
went about, for example, healing people of sickness. That means he's destroying the work of the devil. That means it was the devil that brought sickness. Christ, Jesus Christ is healing the work of the devil. God is, does not bring sickness. God does not, does not bring problems for people. No, God is a good God. He's a 100%, a 1,000%, a million, infinity, infinitely actually a good God. That's who God is. Okay. But Christ says this sickness, the sickness has happened, but it will not end in death. That's a declaration of faith. What will happen by this sickness? This sickness will ultimately give glory to God. Okay, so let's see whether Jesus Christ uh, was lying or not. We'll see in a moment, all right? So, verse 11. Let's jump to verse 11. So, verse 11. This is his disciples were asking questions about this. He said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, and I'm going there to wake him. So, again, notice what he's saying. Notice that Jesus Christ already knew that Lazarus was dead. At this point, he just didn't say it. He just said, He's asleep. I am going there to wake him up. Then the disciple answered, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. However, Jesus Christ has spoken of his death, but they thought that he was referring to natural sleep. So then Jesus Christ told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. To, to do what? To go to you to do what? I'm going to explain this to you in a moment. He says here, when eventually Jesus Christ had to say, look, Lazarus is dead. He then said something on the back of that. He said, for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there because I am going to go there to do what of course he said what he was going to do in verse 11 he says he has fallen asleep i am going there to wake him up so when he says he's dead but for your sake i'm glad i'm not there but i'm going to go there to do what to wake him up to raise, raise him from the dead where where did he make the affirmation or the declaration that I was going to raise him from the dead if you go back again to verse 4 he says this sickness will not end in death so he declared out of his mouth what he wanted this sickness will not end in death okay all right let's go so the other guy says i'm going to wake him up he did not want to use his mouth to say lazarus was dead so he said in the first place he's asleep but i'm going to wake him so here is a principle that will help you when you state what is immediately counter it with the bot word that focuses on what you want i'll say that again in if if you have sickness in your body and somebody say ah how are you if you have no choice but to say oh i have this kind of sickness in my body just say yeah you can say that i have this kind of sickness in my body but i am healed by the blood of jesus do you see what i mean now so you counter if you if you have to say it which is okay you know because if if you have pain in your hand there's pain here and you say i don't have pain i don't have pain you're lying right okay okay so but if you have pain you know you have pain there's no point saying i have pain i have pain i have pain i have pain, I have pain because the more you say you have pain the more you are going to have pain what you want to do in the principle of god is to say i have pain but i'm healed in the, in the name of jesus christ so essentially you you counter the fact you have the, you have you have state, you have made a statement of fact right by saying you have pain but you declare the truth of what you want to see in the same instance okay so when you have pain for example, you say you have sickness in your body you can say something like this report says i have symptoms of arthritis i'm using as an example but i declare these joints whole perfect and function as god created them in the name of jesus so you can say that you can you can make a statement of fact and then do what counter it immediately with what you want to see hope that that makes sense now when you are doing this you must remember the following things number one you must remember that the prayers that you are praying must be done in line with i am that is who god is and what he has done for you already as you're making that declaration ask yourself the question do i have a scriptural backing that this has been achieved for me in jesus i'm sure for sickness you will see for other things you will see them in there you see what christ has already given to us in christ therefore your declaration is based on what is already your reality what's already yours in christ number two when you make that declaration don't declare as somebody who is standing at the bottom of the mountain no declare as somebody who is sitting with god in the heavenly places remember Ephesians chapter 2 that we read earlier so remember that you are seated with jesus christ in the heavenly places in the heavenly places so your position is in christ is as a royal priest so when you're making that declaration imagine yourself sitting at that right hand of god and say you know I declare this judge whole and perfect in the name of Jesus Christ. See it in your mind's eye. See yourself seated, seated beside God Almighty in heaven when you are making that declaration. 
Number three, remember that that position where you're sitting beside God in heaven is secure, not because of what you have done, but because of what Jesus Christ has done. All right, I should give us an example earlier because Zechariah, when he says, If you do this and you do this, and then I'll give you access. But under the old covenant, there's no con condition. The only condition is, Have you given your life to Jesus? If you are in Christ, you are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. If you have given your life to Jesus, God sees you in Christ. God cannot see you outside of Jesus. Therefore, you can be bold in the place of prayer. Then number four, declare what you want, not what you have. Declare what you want, not what you have. Okay, praise God. So let's go to verse 17. So when Jesus Christ arrived, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. So it means that it took Jesus Christ another two days to travel from where he was to Bethany. Okay, he stayed another two days. When they brought word that Lazarus was sick, he heard the message. He stayed another two days. But when he got to this place where Lazarus was buried, he had been dead for four days. So which means from the time, maybe immediately the guy came to Jesus, said Jesus Christ, this guy was sick. This guy, immediately that, that, that person said it. That same moment that Lazarus died, that guy stayed two days. I took him another two days to get to Bethany. So he has been there for four days. All right. So from the time of the report to the time when he got to that place, four days. All right. Okay. Now, that is a hopeless situation. You might have a situation right now in your life that looks so hopeless. This same thing will work for you in the name of Jesus. Just believe it, put it to use. It will work for you. And stay there. Don't allow yourself to be to be pushed aside by any conversation of anybody. I say well, this thing doesn't work. Listen, you do, cannot plant the seed today and expect to reap the fruit the next day. It doesn't work like that. You know, there's a process of time. But if you will maintain the confession of your faith, keep saying what God will say in any situation, you will see the results in the name of Jesus. So, verse 20. When Martha heard that Jesus Christ was coming, she went to meet him. Why Mary remained sitting in the house? The mother said to Jesus Christ, Lord, if you have been here, my brother would have not died. Even though I know, even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. Verse 23, Jesus Christ said to her, Your brother will rise from the dead. Again, see, he says what, what he wanted. Your brother will rise from the dead. Your brother will rise from the dead. He spoke in faith. Alright, let's jump to verse 38. So Jesus Christ now, again, deeply moved within to the point of anger, approach the tomb. This Jesus Christ is approaching the tomb now, right, to go and wake up Lazarus. It was a cave and the brother was lying against it to cover the entrance. Jesus Christ said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, by this time, there will be an offensive odor, for he has been dead for this. It is hopeless. It is hopeless. You might have a word. You might have words ringing in your head and say, it is all hopeless. There's no hope here. That may be the words coming out of your mouth. But look at what Jesus Christ said to to the sentence, it is hopeless, he said, did I not say to you that if you believe in me, you will see the glory of God? Even in that situation where that looks hopeless, if you can believe God, you will see the glory of God. And how do you believe God? Believe in your heart. Speak with your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Believe in your heart. Speak with your mouth. So they took away the stone and just kind of raised his eye towards heaven and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I know that you always hear me and listen to me. But I've said this because of the who standing around so that they may believe that you have sent me and that you have made me your representative. Okay. When he had said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus, come out. And out came the man who had been dead in his, his hands and feet tightly wrapped in burial clothes. And with a burial clothes wrapped around his face, just said to him, unwrap him and release him. Now let's let's take a couple of things here. I've got 10 minutes. Let's take a couple of things here. A couple of things. Number one. What Christ will say to you when you're in a hopeless situation is continue to believe what he has said. Don't allow the picture of fear or negativity to enter into your heart. I know it's difficult, it's a difficult thing to do at times, but how do you how do you do that? Start to say what God says. Why is that? Words paint pictures. Words paint pictures. I think there's a scripture that Proverbs chapter 15, verse 4, you know, says that um, uh, um, that kind words bring life but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit and i read it in the ceb version i think it says the same thing kinds of bring life but perverse words or rude words or negative words crush your own spirit or crush your own heart essentially what he's saying that when you start to say some words out of your mouth that was that bringing life to you 
or it's affecting your own heart. So if things are hopeless, don't say things are hopeless. Don't keep saying things are hopeless, things are hopeless, no way out here. When you are doing that, you are crushing your own heart. See what God will say. God saw darkness in the beginning. He called light, right? Say what you say. Just guys, use this same example here. When the news came to him, he said, this will not end in death. And if you go through the whole script, this whole chapter, you see that he kept saying what he wanted throughout. Let me show you. Let me show you. See, in verse 4, he said, This sickness will not end in death, but on the contrary, it's for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified by it. Verse 11, he said, He said this, and after that, said, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going to dare to wake him. He says what he's going to do. Verse 14, Just guys told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let's go to him to do what? Verse 11 says, To go and wake him up. Verse 23, just Christ told that your brother will rise from the dead. Again, he kept on saying what he wanted. He just kept saying what he wanted. He just kept saying what he wanted. So if you are if you have been if you have been with Jesus, when you let's say when you're one of his disciples, and he said this sickness will not end in death, and for the sister you go to, to, to Bethany and you saw that Lazarus, Lazarus is already dead, you will say that Jesus Christ lied. But he did not lie because even though Lazarus he, he knew at the instance when they told him that Lazarus is going to die, he said it will not end in permanent death that this guy is going to rise again because he is going to go there and wake him up. He began to say what he wanted. This is how you have to create in your life. Why is this approach important? Because this is the approach that God uses. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4 verse 17, God collect those things that be not as though they were. This is the approach of God. It's not my approach. It is the approach of God. Let me show you a scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. In the New KJV, the Bible says, For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen. See what God has chosen? God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. The things that we would despise. That is the exact same thing that God is using or has used to shame those who think they are wise. This is the approach that God uses. God uses, God chose chose the foolish things of the world to to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to put to shame things that are mighty, things that are weak, things that are inconsequential. That's exactly that thing that God uses to put to shame those who oh, look at what I've got. I've got it all together. God uses the weak things of the world to shame the things that are mighty. His ways are not the ways of the world. It's totally different. Look at verse 28. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are. Now that's really what I want to talk about. I've got five minutes left. The base things of the world, things that are despised, God has chosen those things that people don't say, oh, I don't care about it. God has chosen that same thing. Things that are not, things that you cannot see with your physical eyes, God has chosen to bring to nothing things that are. So, which means, I'll give you an example. Words, words. In this world, people don't have any issue using negative words upon themselves. You, you go into a place, people just swear anyhow and just say bad words. And you say, ah, what's important? You say, what, what do you mean, what's important? I can say whatever I like. But they have forgotten that it is by the same word of God that God created the earth. In fact, there's a scripture I read in the book of First Peter that, that, that touched my I don't really know it, I don't know it offhand. Bible says that these people that are scoffers, they have forgotten that it is by the same word of God that God created the heavens and the earth. It's by the same word of God that God is going to renovate this earth by fire. It's by the same word of God that God is maintaining this earth. I don't know what, whether you're getting what I'm saying. This same word of God that somebody will say, what, what is the Bible? What is that? What is this old book? It's by this same word of God that God is maintaining the entire universe. By this same word of God is God is maintaining the universe. This earth that you see here, one day is going to be renovated by fire. God is going to consume this whole earth and rebuild this. But how? By the word. The Bible speaks about in the book of Revelation. In, uh, the, the battle of Armageddon, when the whole earth, the kings of the earth, then uh, and the Antichrist will come to fight Jesus. Jesus will, will have come back physically here and reign in Jerusalem as a king of the world, but they will come in and they want to fight him. 
The Bible says he opened his mouth. Out of his mouth goes go out of his mouth goes forth what? A sword, which is the word of God. And by that word, he conquered the nations. Essentially, just like I didn't have to use bazooka or AK-47 or satellite and nuclear bomb. It is by the spoken word. It is this same word that God has given to you in your mouth. So when you pray, pray the word. Pray the word. Don't commonize the word. When you commonize the word, you are behaving like the words. The people of the word, you are thinking, what is this thing? It doesn't work. The word, the word system do not know the value of words. God wants you to know the value of words. That will words carry power. When you stay in the place of prayer, pray the word. Be careful what you say. Because God wants you to say what you want, not what you have. So stop saying things like, I'm dying to see that movie. I'm dying to see that movie. What are you saying? You are calling death upon your life. Stop saying, this leg is killing me. When you say that, you are speaking to that leg to be the source of your death. I was in a place some months back. You know, I went to a funeral ceremony, um, painful experience. But the way I was in that place, I was waiting. I met some ladies there, they were talking, and some of the words they were saying to them. So they were bantering, they were they were trying to praise an older woman that she's looking good for her age. But when he starts talking about themselves, they say, look at us, we look at God, we're looking, what are you doing? What are, what are you using grammar to, 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 to look like? Look at us, look at us, look at us, look at how we look. Not knowing that those words that they, have, they are saying out of their mouths, they are using those words to pronounce curses upon themselves. Be careful what you say about yourself with your mouth. Don't establish your present situation in your life by constantly saying, this is what you have. That is not God's method. God's method is what? To call those things that are not. To manifest them. And to keep calling them until they are manifest. God's method is call those things that be not. As though they were. As though they were the things that. Those things, sorry. God's method is to call those things that are not. As though they were. God calls those things that are not. And brings them to reality. By calling them. The word system calls those things that are. By calling them. Science will say, ah, that's it, it's science, it's what I see. But God says, what you cannot see is what I use to put to shame what you can see. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 to 28 says the same thing. Based things of the world, the things which are despised, God has chosen. This is his method. And the things which are not, he has chosen the things that you cannot see to bring to nothing the things which are. Which are. So, can you see a word? You cannot see a word. Can you see the word of God? You cannot. You can read the word of God, maybe, but can you really see and hold it like that? No, you can't. But these things that you 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 despise, these things that the things that you look down upon, I say, what is this word of God? Say, this is the same thing that God is using to change lives. It's up to you. This is is the approach of God. God uses those things that be not to change those things that there are to bring to know those things that are. Romans 4 17. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. When God made Abraham a father of many nations, was he a father of many nations? No, he was not. In fact, he had no child at all. And he was going old. But God says, I have made you. I have made you. God said, I have made you. It is not something I'm going to do. I have already done it. Right? And the Bible says, in the, in the presence of him, in the presence of who? In the presence of God. God declared that in the presence of God and Abraham believed in the presence of God. Abraham believed. He believed God. Which God? The God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they did. Go. So God gives life to the dead and calls those things that, that, are, that do not exist like they are. This is the approach. So when you pray, pray the solution. Even though you have not yet seen the solution in the physical, remember the solution already exists in the spiritual. Just call it. Father, I am healed. Father, I am blessed. Father, I am prosperous. Father, I am righteous. Father, I have a great job. Father, I have a great family life. Father, I have a great future. Things are happening for me. Say it. You might, it might not be your experience right now in the physical. But when you start to say it, you are bringing it to yourself. Praise God forevermore. So, as you round up, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12 says, We have boldness through him and free access as kings before the father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness so God says you have free access as kings not as servants 
so stop praying prayers like a servant like oh you will not die young no say you will live you will live unto great old age in the name of jesus speak like kings speak speak like royalty speaks speak like that speak like the one who knows you have authority let me show you something that if you don't speak like this and you don't pray in this way you don't change your prayer life let me give, give you an, an, an analogy that may resonate with you as i round up suppose you are a great king and you have two children which of these two children will you be proud of number one you have the one one of your children this children cringes and whines and begs for every little thing this children grabs every passing gift that you have as though he or she feared that they might run out this child behaves as if the gifts he or she has been given might be taken away from him or her this child mistrusts you this child um, mistrusts you and everyone that you have placed in our life this child basically is that's the kind of behavior the second child now is this one this child is so proud of his or her own high position this child knew that as your child he or she could expect every good thing from you this child comes to you with all the sense of confidence when he or she has a need this child knew that if you thought his or her needs his or her needs is good for him or her that you will gladly satisfy it which of these two child children will you be proud of I guess the answer will be child number two I've asked this question before in Bible study and this, I got the same answer it's child number two the first child thinks like a slave the second one thinks like royalty now when we pray we must pray as royalty because why we have free as access as kings before the father who sits on the throne the highest throne in the universe praise god so the moral of the story or the analogy i given here is this learn to approach god as his child not as a begging servant learn to relate to god as royalty that you are Job chapter 22 verse 27 28 says you will make your prayer to him and he will hear you and you will pay your vows you shall also decide and decree a thing and shall be established for you and the light of god's favor shall shine upon your ways this is a beautiful scripture the bible says you are the one that will make your prayer to him and he will always answer you he will always hear you now you will pay your vows and you shall decide and decree a thing you shall decide what what do i want you deciding what do you do with what you've decided you decree it you say it as a king will say it and when you do that it shall be established for you notice here if you don't decide you will know what to decree if you don't decree it cannot be established for you and i would say and when you have when it has established for you when it is established for you light of favor will shine upon your ways so you see now a lot is hinged with your mouth a lot is hinged with what you want decide it then say it when you say it it is established for you and light shines upon your way praise god forevermore hallelujah hallelujah praise god i think that is where i can cover today that's where i can cover today praise god forevermore now mark 11 24 the bible said when you when you pray believe you have received then you are going to have it so what do you want what do you want what future do you want to manifest take a moment right now take a moment right now ponder it ponder it as i've been preaching I'm sure pictures are coming to your heart. If there are ways in which you have spoken, you you have spoken bad prayers. Prayers are focused on prayers are focused on negativity. Just say, Father, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Change your mind about that. Say today, Lord, I receive new ways, new ways of understanding, new ways to to pray right. I choose to pray right. I choose to manifest my future by speaking what I want, by speaking the solution, not the problem. The problem is already there. Why do I need to speak it? It's already there. I need to speak what I want. Like you act, you acted in the beginning. Lord, I choose to be one who acts like you always act in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your children. I pray for them. I pray for them. I pray for them like based on the desire of their heart that they have held in their hearts right now. It is the it is it is the, the, the 18th day of September 2022. Lord, I thank you that new levels are opening up to them. Lord, open them, let them see new pictures. But Lord, not enough. Let them begin to open their mouth to declare what they want in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it. I thank you for it. Thank you, Lord, that you are holding our tongues right now. You are changing our tongues to be tongues on like that write good things about God in the name of Jesus Christ, good things about our own lives in Jesus' name. Good things about our family and everything that pertains to us in the name of jesus father we thank you for what you are doing right now we give you praise in the name of jesus thank you heavenly father in jesus name we pray now the bible says first john chapter 5 verse 14 to 15 
since we have this confidence what confidence that we are royalty we are free access as kings we can also have great boldness before him for if we ask anything agreeable to his will he will hear us and we know that he hears us and if we know that he hears us we whatever whatever we ask we also know that we have received we have obtained the request we ask of him there's an assurance for you in getting your prayers answered but the attitude matters you must know that you are royalty you must know that you must that god will never reject you that you have confidence before god so regardless of where you are right now no matter what how difficult things may seem or may look the one thing that will keep you going that keep your hope alive is the confidence or the bonus you have before god that god will always answer your prayer prayer is the greatest is one of the greatest strategy that god has given us but you need to pray right you need to know, know how you can have an effective prayer life. You need to know how you can be confident that you get results when you pray. And the way to manifest your future is to do what? Is to call those things that be not as though they were. Knowing fully well that God will never ever reject you. In Christ, you have security. Praise God forevermore. Say with me, access to my Father God is not based on my academic qualifications or my pedigree. My access is based solely on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. It is not possible for God to ignore me in prayer because I'm joined together with his son. I have free access. I don't need any other mediator. I don't need anyone to bring God to me. I don't need to book an appointment to see the great king of the universe. Why will I? He is my very own father. I'm not an orphan. I am his son. I'm his daughter. I'm not a servant. I'm an heir or an heiress. I'm not a slave. I'm a king or I'm a queen. Praise God. Say with me, my prayers are effective. My prayers are bold. I expect answers to prayers because it is a privilege that I share in Him. I come boldly now to the throne room of God, to the throne room of grace, and I receive every help that I need in the name of Jesus. My Father is the great I am, and He will meet every need of mine in the name of Jesus. I am yet to see a need that he cannot meet though he has not already met in the name of jesus christ say with me god graciously provided everything that i needed before i even knew that i needed them in the name of jesus say with me i'm not a victim of life i'm not a victim of circumstances neither am i a pawn at the hand of merchandisers in the name of jesus christ say with me i'm the head and not the tail say with me light is fallen on my path in the name of jesus christ say with me i will live to declare the glory of god in the name of jesus say with me i am above only because i'm with the one who is from above in the name of jesus christ say with me lines are falling to me in pleasant places i have a godly heritage in the name of jesus say with me wisdom is given to me in big preponderant measure in the mighty name of jesus christ say with me i know what to do and i know where to go at every point in the name of jesus christ say with me i am at the right place and at the right time in the name of jesus christ say with me i am lifted above the limitations of life in the name of jesus praise god forevermore hallelujah 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 if you want to give your life to jesus i want to give you an opportunity to uh, give your life to jesus christ today to become part of this kingship that we've been speaking about the kingdom that we've been talking about you want to become an heir or an heiress of god it's just a moment to just believe that christ died for you and the third day he was raised again now if you believe he died as you and he died for you he died for the sin that you or the, the penalty of the sin that you committed or the, what you got to get that he has died in your place and you put your trust in him, you put your trust in the death that he died for you and that was raised again the bible said that you are going to be declared as saved do you believe that do you want to do that let us do that say father i come to you and i give my life to jesus thank you jesus for dying in my place i receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for having me. In Jesus' name, we pray. If you say that prayer sincerely from your, or with, uh, with, from your mouth and you believe it in your heart that Christ died for you, the Bible says you are now declared a child of God. Praise God and I welcome you to the kingdom of my Father. 
god bless you thank you so much everyone for being part of church i really had fun i hope that has been a blessing to you please again share this message to somebody who needs to hear it we need to learn how to pray right prayer is our privilege but we must know how to pray right god bless you big time it's gonna be an awesome month you're blessed and highly favored remember god is for you god is with you and god is in you no weapon formed fashioned against you shall ever prosper in jesus name we pray amen thank you so much i'll be speaking to you another time god bless you thank you for worshiping with us we hope you enjoyed the sermon we were blessed to have you we hope to see you again on wednesday for midweek service at 6 p.m uk time morning prayers every saturday at 6 a.m uk time and sunday service at 8 a.m uk time the replay for today's service will premiere on youtube at 10 a.m uk time for love offering kindly use the bank details on your screen or you can scan the qr code on your screen to give via paypal we invite you to join our monthly practicality of grace series every first wednesday of the month the series features discussions with guests who take your questions and show you how to practically apply God's grace in different areas of your life. You can send your anonymous questions to the live chat on the website at www.thelighthouse.org. That is www.thelighthouse.org. Or you can send an email to lights at thelighthouse.org. Would you like us to pray with you? Kindly click the link that pops up in the live chat and fill the form or you can visit our website at www.thelighthouse.org and fill the request form. You can now book a counseling or prayer session with Pastor Davis on Calendly. Visit the link on the website or in the description box and follow the instructions to book a session. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok on the username that is displayed on the screen. Don't forget to comment, like, and share our messages. Until next time, remain in your identity in Christ Jesus. Unstoppable, immeasurable, nothing can compare to you because you are 